The Metis Tech Show. Welcome to the Metis Tech Show, a show for HVAC professionals by HVAC professionals. The Metis Tech Show. So I understand you're you're a sailor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've uh, that's right. I'm a small small boat sailor. I I've been sailing uh, you know small craft. I think since I was or thrown onto small craft. Anyways, like you know less than eighteen feet, probably from the time I was five. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, I was I was involved in a in a Hobie Cat fleet. Uh, early on up in Maine, uh, lake sailing uh, back in the 80s. And, um, you know, so even as a teenager, I was, uh, you know, racing Hobie Cats, uh, you know, and it, it was pretty exciting. Those are little catamarans, yeah. you know, like, and uh, so I still have, uh, you know, an 18-foot Hobie Cat from that day, from that era, you know, and it's an 83 vintage. And so, you know, it's a little little long in the tooth, but, man, I can still fly, Hull. It's a good time in the middle of the <laughs> So there's summer, more yeah. to it than just dropping the sail. Yeah, well, you right. Know. You, See, that's you my version that. of sailing. Yeah. yeah, no, you. I mean, like you can you can really haul on one, and it's interesting. I mean, like I think that uh, you know, uh, small boat sailing is really, at least in the areas that I'm hanging out, it's like dropped in popularity a lot. I think there's a lot more people out power boating, uh, but you know, when you're in the middle of the lake and you got nothing but your wits and the wind. Um, it's uh, there's a real charge to it. So I'm just I know nothing about sailing, but what happens when there is no wind? Um, you uh, well, you paddle. <laughs> paddle. Or, <laughs> you know, so you need to paddle. Know, or or you know you kind of pull your rudder up halfway and you kind of paddle it back and forth and kind of scull along. Has that along. How fast you? does that go? <laughs> Pretty slow, and you know, and hopefully you've got uh, you know some good beverages on board, you there know. You go. But uh, of course, with like a sunfish or something, I I I like really small boats, so that, you know, I'm like right in it. You know, it's like being really connected to the wind and the water, and so like sailing around on a sunfish, super fun in the summer. Yeah. Just you know, is this something you can do in the ocean too? Is it? Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Water? I was going to ask there. Yeah, no, I I'm. You know, I, I live up in Portland, Maine, and so there's a whole lot of ocean water around. But uh, and you, you definitely can do uh, small boat sailing and racing. Uh, but that'd know. be more bumpy than anything else, right? It's uh, you know, it's some tricky water, and it, yeah. you, there'll be sharks. So, uh, no, 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 I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. No, you scare easy. <laughs> Man eating sharks. No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, welcome to the Metis Tech Show. I am Paul Schaub, Senior Training Manager with Metis. With me, Juan. Juan Cardona. I'm the technical instructor at our Ohio Training Center. All right. We also have Scott. Uh, Scott Tallman, uh, technical instructor at Aswani. And joining us today is a special guest, Dana Fisher. Dana, tell hey. us a little about yourself, what you do for Metis. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been with uh, Mitsubishi Electric for a little over five years, and I have the great privilege of, of uh, being the director of regulatory strategy. Um, and helping with all things kind of long-term planning around regulatory and codes. Wow, you have to work with the government. I'm sorry. Well, uh, you yeah. know, I, I've got some background in that. So, you know, it's like we're from the government. We're here to help. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. Scariest words I can hear. Well, you said those words. So depending on where you are in the country, there are a lot of incentives and rebates out there that benefit the, the homeowner, the, the contractor. Um, 
but one thing that happened last August is uh, Congress passed the IRA, Inflation Reduction Act, and we had our CEO on several episodes ago. I don't recall exactly when, and he gave us kind of a high-level view of that. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and get some updates. But before we get to that, Dana, there's some refrigerant changes coming down the pike for us. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this is definitely one of those things that is uh, front of mind for uh, regulatory concerns. And and so, you know, pretty much we're going to be transitioning, the entire U.S., all the heat pumps are going to be transitioning away from using 410A uh, for for uh, residential equipment in uh, the beginning of 2025 and for VRF equipment at the beginning of 2026. And so it's still a little ways off. But really, the equipment that's going to be using the new A2L refrigerants are going to start showing up about a year from now. You know, maybe, you know, not this summer, next summer kind of thing is when they're going to start showing up. And, uh, you know, it's like pretty much all the HVAC equipment that's going to comply with the newer, lower global warming potential criteria of being below 750, where, you know, 410A is a little bit above 2000. 2000, yeah. You know, so it's it's a dramatic reduction, like almost a two-thirds reduction in the impact on global warming for release of refrigerants. Um, but that comes with the fact that the new category of refrigerants that are able to do this are A2Ls. So they, they're categorized as lightly flammable. Lightable, yeah, that's okay. But not, they're really lightly flammable, as in like, it's hard to get them to ignite, but, the, you know, quite quite difficult. But that being said... You know, there's a whole lot of work going into uh, setting up the codes and criteria around uh, appropriate installation and the manufacturer safeties that have to be put in place. And so a factory and everybody is actively working on the design of those systems to make sure that, you know, we have the sensors in the appropriate places to make sure that, like, if there's any sensing of leaking anywhere at any point for any circumstance that, you know, all the different remedies that are allowed under code are, are undertaken to ensure no risk whatsoever. So, um, you know, it's not something to be alarmed about, but we're all going to be transitioning to this. And it's, uh, you know, uh, it's all going to happen, you know, within the next 18 months. Well, you nailed it on the head, right? A2L, a flammable. And that's what everyone's just going to hear in their in their mind yeah and freak yeah. out yeah no and and i mean like i know that it seems really new to us as we're transitioning that way and people are like you know what what does this mean i mean like really one of the most important things to keep in mind is that it really like well will you be able to to retrofit systems with a2ls no if you're installing something that's 410a now it's going to always be using 410a somebody's going to make it a drop in replacement oh, well, we know with that's a2ls yeah, well and, and you know i mean like the you know 410a is going to continue to be available you know for some extended period of time for servicing purposes and there's going to be reclaimed 410a too um, but, you know, once we get to that transition, you, you know, you're going to be selling pro- – and there's going to be a sell-through period for at least a year after, you know, that date for equipment that's already manufactured prior to the date. So, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of different provisions there. Um, but, uh, you know uh, – We'll, we'll, we'll get to the other side. <laughs> right. We'll make sure that everybody's perfectly informed on what's involved. Yeah. And it's still, I hear a lot. I'm this sorry. is still all a learning curve, right, with with all this? Yeah. No, I mean, well, like a lot of, being yeah, still code, I mean, like states are still uh, passing the codes. AHRI is on this massive campaign right now to go and get all the codes updated at all the states. And, you know, more than, uh, you know, 18 states are already completely through the process, whether through legislative or code to get it adopted. 
and uh, they're ticking off all the, the, you know, going through the checklist of all the different states uh, to approach them to make sure that they're ready uh, with their code and standards in time. So okay. um, everybody's, it's all hands on deck. People yeah. are on it. Have we, have we as an industry or, or us as a manufacturer landed on a specific refrigerant yet? It's, it's going to either be, uh, you know, I mean, like just broadly across the entire HVAC industry, it's going to be either our 32 or uh, 454B. Yeah, or 454B. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so Which it, are used in other parts of the world. It's not and, like it's right. something new. And, and that's, a, that's a great point. I mean, like Europe has been using A2Ls forever. For, right, right. Right. I mean, right. like, you know, it's like this is not new technology. And in some ways, a lot of the steps that are being taken in U.S. code are are significantly more rigorous than it, than in other places, and it's never been a problem. You right, know. it hasn't been a problem because you're right. Scott's point is people are going to hear flammable, and that's all they're right. going to stop. And there, that's but, what I was going to say. It's, know, it's yeah. not as critical yeah, as we yeah. what's what the industry may make it out to be. I mean, I'm hearing people blowing up and. Insurance industry yeah. up in arms, and no. people are going to have to rewrite policies. No, there's but none it's going to be none of that. It's a, the limits of flammability are going to be very hard to hit. Where right. it's going to get the right amount of, of gas to the oxygen and everything else, it's yeah. going to be very hard. So, and it's nothing and, new. It's been used. It's been used for decades in Europe. Yeah, it really, it really won't be a big deal. And and frankly, um, you know, it's kind of it's a good work up to what's probably coming by the end of the decade. Uh, you know, there's there's a big push towards even. You know, significantly lower global warming potential refrigerants, and that's well, that's, that's probably well, propane, right? Yeah. Exactly. But I was going to go. What I, since you said that, well, R thirty two GWP, that number is roughly what did I see? That's that just six hundred seventy five. Yep. Which, if they do a further reduction down the line, I don't know if they will. They, because yeah, our number seven fifty now, right? There's still t- yes, that's exactly right. So I mean, like you know, pretty much if they do a reduction, Europe is moving towards a reduction to a GWP of one fifty, and so the only way to get to wow. that is wow, to yeah. you know is to really have a higher uh, you know is to have a higher prevalence of you know one two three four YF in the mix okay. uh, of the refrigerant, um, or you know to you um, are to transition to uh, A twos. Um, you know, like like propane, like we're talking about. So I don't know how far down the road that kind of thing is, um, it, but uh, and of course all the safety provisions would have to be right. in place. And, and and propane code. is right. also another refrigerant that's been used in Europe yeah. for Over quite a while. Yeah. Yes. Totally, yeah. In fact, uh, my understanding is uh, worldwide, globally, Mitsubishi's uh, the leading manufacturer of uh, propane. Oh wow! Um, you know, really? Uh, I did not know that. So we 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 interesting. We have the technology. Um, it's you know they're they're working on it uh, to adapt it to the different kinds of things that we're doing. We'll probably see the the first iterations of some of that propane uh, stuff show up in sort of monoblock, um, okay. you know, in <laughs> air to water kind of activities. That's sort of like the the, the key uh, starting point for that. But that's still some time off. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, then that's what happens in our industry with this new refrigerant. It's not. It's like you you hear about it years before anything actually yeah. happens. Yeah, we're so. gonna we're gonna spend some time focusing on A two Ls, and everybody should just get ready for that transition. To well, everything changes there, right? New tools. Yeah. I mean, more just, just keep yeah. calm. It's gonna work. <laughs> you know, don't panic. Yeah. No big deal. You know, deal. we went when we went from R twenty two to four ten A. It was a oh, big, yeah. it was a big deal, and well, you, it, a lot of stuff came out that was uh, misinformation. We had to do this, and it it's, it happens in our industry. You know, yeah. I. I still miss R11, so that's how old I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the IRA. So Congress uh, passed and the president signed uh, last August, yeah. I think it was, the uh, 
Inflation yep. Reduction Act. So tell That's us about right. that. And, you know, if you, uh, if you didn't get a chance to catch up with Mark Kuhn's um, uh, podcast, uh, that he goes through the whole thing really in, in uh, great detail. Um, and really, I just want to provide some updates to that uh, piece. Um, you know, the, there's sort of two parts that uh, are most connected to our industry. One are the state rebates that everybody kind of talks about a lot because it's, it's big dollar values that are included in the law you know, like up to $8,000 for homeowners on heat pumps and, you know, with a cap of $14,000 once you get through all the different measures, including, you know, upgrading panels to 200 um, um, amps. So, um, but the, the, the rebate programs go through the state energy offices. And so the states are waiting for DOE to issue final guidance on, on how they set up those programs, what kind of uh, uh, activities they have to do to verify uh, income levels. Um, we're expecting that probably in the next month or so. And then the states have to formulate their plans and get funds to, you know, hire staff to, to get these programs launched. And so some states may be able to launch as soon as September, October timeframe, October or something like that. That's aggressive, but yeah. That's going to be very aggressive and really for a limited number of states that already have robust programs and, and really geared up energy offices like you know, like Massachusetts, for example. Um, but for most states, we're not really anticipating them to be able to light up their programs until um, Q1 of 2024. And, um, you know, what those programs end up looking like might be similar to what's in the law, but frankly, the states are going to have an awful lot of latitude. And we're Mitsubishi, the utility team, we're going to be monitoring um, what's going on in all those states and getting that out to our uh, teams in every state so that uh, we can make sure that Heat Pump Nation, yeah. all the Mitsubishi contractors out there are totally geared up and ready to take advantage of those rebate programs and, and benefit uh, their communities. All right. So, th so those rebates will take a while, a few months anyway at best. And for some states, it, it could be even a lot further down the road for, for that. So um, what incentives uh, are there now that a homeowner can take advantage yeah, of? Now? So that and and that's really uh, that's the big news is you know the the twenty five c tax credits that are were extended and expanded under IRA they're active now they're they're available for anything that was a qualifying piece of equipment that was installed during you know since January first twenty twenty three so um, there's been you know, a, a big scramble across the industry to get through the ratings process with transitioning to M1 ratings and get list posted. And that's that's continuing. There's really been a, a Herculean effort uh, to transition all the databases over. Um, so we're we're working really hard on that. And we hope to have all of our finalized lists updated in, in coming weeks in the next couple of months. Um, we have the largest uh, array of different products that are going to qualify for uh, the 25C tax credits, which are 30% up to $2,000 uh, in a given year for mm. the products that are installed that qualify. Um, and so like contractors out there that are like, what does this mean to me? How do I right. make this happen? That should be part of every single conversation that you have at the Absolutely. table with yeah. people. Yeah. And, and so, you know, like in a strategy on, you know, obviously you know, any qualifying equipment, whether it's, you know, a small or a large system, Great, they're going to get that, you know, 30% up to $2,000. But if you think about that, the math on that a little bit, pretty much any project that's less than something like 6700 bucks is going to get 30% off. 
Wow. That's a big deal. That is a big number. So, yeah, you know, if huge. it's if it's a if you're able to put in a one-to-one system for 5 grand, that homeowner is going to get 1500 bucks off. Wow. And that's before you even get to the state incentives. So, I just think that the market for one-to-ones is going to explode and that the contractors out there should really, you know, contemplate right away setting up like, you know, squads that are totally geared up to put in a couple of one-to-one systems every day to just completely take advantage of that program. So is this only a one-time deal or the home, uh, say the homeowner has a second home? Could that? It, it has to be a residence for the homeowner. So it can be a second home, but it has to be qualified as a residence. It can't be something that they rent out I got to you. people okay. generally. So, right. um, and, and there, there is, a, you know, if you Google uh, IRA, you know, uh, IRS 25C guidance, uh, there's a great multi-page, you know, few pages from the IRS specifically about this that get into all the nitty gritty and talk about what qualifies and doesn't okay. um, and can be very helpful. You know, we're not tax uh, professionals here, but, uh, the, you know, you can you can find those resources pretty easily. Um, and, of course, we have a great uh, uh, IRA website that gets into the details. Right. So so the the rebates are going to be, you know, the qualifications that the homeowner, the end user has to meet. But for these tax credits, they're available to anybody? So it, it's uh, homeowners have to have a, a tax liability. So, you, you know, you have to be, um, you know, have sufficient income where you would owe whatever amount of uh, up to that $2,000 tax credit that you'd be able to receive mm. back. And it's, it's for every given year, there's no, there's no uh, total limit on what you can accomplish, um, you know, per over the course of the 10 years that this tax credit's been extended. So if you s- install qualifying equipment during any given calendar year, tax year, you'd be able to claim that as a tax credit on when you file taxes for that year. And then if you install additional equipment in a later year, you'd be able to receive uh, an equivalent tax credit, you know, for any eligible expenditures during that tax year. So, it, you know, somebody could put in a one-to-one one year and put in a one-to-one another year and be able to get 30% up to $22,000 on each mm-hmm. one of those. And it's, it's also applicable to, you know, heat pump water heaters and a couple of other products. And that $2,000 is a separate bu- bucket from a cap of up to $1,200 on more conventional uh, energy tax credit measures like windows and doors and and panel upgrades. So, I mean, like, you know, you can get $600, 30% up to $600 on any one of those other items um, up to $1,200. And that's separate and can be in addition to the wow. 30% up to $2,000. So, a 25C tax credit, could people could ta- tap it out at 3200 bucks in any given mm-hmm. year during that period. Wow. That's... Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to put a system in in December and then another one in January. Good plan, man. <laughs> That's good. So, Dana, talking about the rebates on this IRA program, what products do we have on hand that will um, qualify yeah. for this? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, inventory has been a serious struggle the last few mm-hmm. years just right. with the supply chain and the pandemic and everything else. but. Holy mackerel, you know, walking around uh, in, in Swanee and looking at the warehouse, we are stacked. Oh, with it's, we it's, have so much inventory. It's fantastic. Agreed. I'm so excited for this summer. It's going to be great. So everybody should just be geared up to go. Um, but uh, what, in terms of qualifying products, you know, all of our e- extremely popular KJs, um, the FS products, the, you know, hyperheats, um, pretty much Almost all of the GLs, with just like one exception, the GSs, 
that are coming down the road, they're all going to, you know, qualify handily. Um, there's a there's a couple of HM models that qualify as well. And then, um, you know, we're still updating our lists, but we're going to have a pretty big range of multi-zone systems in non-ducted combinations. And we're uh, finishing up some of the, the last work uh, associated with the ducted ratings, but we should have an array of, a, a pretty good array of one-to-one and multi-zone ducted solutions. We're just, we're going to be so well positioned relative to our competitors. It's just, it's awesome. wicked That's fun. encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> really, really fun. Yeah. Really yeah. excited and the, for the inventory yeah. and, the, and, that and the warehouse products. Yeah, that warehouse that you mentioned that's stacked to the gills, that's just one of three. That's, they're all, yes. exactly right. They're all full. Yeah. So, yeah. So and there's so much more on the way. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, after uh, being in a situation where we're trying to like work around uh, constraints for so long, it's just, it's kind of exciting to get back on offense and just be prepared for um, just great sales opportunity uh, and growth in in the next coming years. It's going to be these are these are these are heavy heydays for heat pumps. And yeah, uh, awesome. so anybody that's tuning in and thinking, hey man, I'm in the heat pump industry, you're in the right place. Yeah, yes. you're in the right place. <laughs> this in, is great news you know, from Mitsubishi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, and these are all climate heat heat pumps. Yes. It's not yes. just warm climates; it's all climates. All that's climate. right. You know, I, I you know sometimes when we're talking about cold climates, people think, oh gosh, you must be talking about Maine. And of course, I, you know, I or or you know Michigan or you know some someplace cold. And and of course, it's true. You know, I've I've been using uh, Mitsubishi heat pumps for a number of years. I haven't used any backup heat whatsoever. However, mm, um, nice. even when it was, you know, negative 20 this past February, it really wasn't a big deal. It worked. It was just fine. And uh, but, you know, when you think of warmer places, they're still really good candidates for yes. hyperheat technology. Mm. I mean, like we look back a few years ago when Texas had such a, a serious issue with oh, their yeah. grid. And, you know, a big part of the problem um, in some regions of the country, there's a like more than 50% of the houses have electric resistance yep. for their heat. So when it gets really cold down to the teens for, for those parts of the country, you know, during a polar vortex or whatever is coming through, you know, it really puts a strain on the grid because all this electric resistance gets lit up. Well, what if all those homes had a one-to-one FS in those houses, you know, that would do hyperheating? There'd be no need for electric resistance. That's Nobody right. would be freezing. No, yeah. And the yeah. electric consumption would be way lower. I mean, like we can solve grid problems yes. with the application of heat pumps across the country. It's a <laughs> it's a it's just a great opportunity to electrify, decarbonize, um, save people money, make them more comfortable. I mean, like, what's not to love? Yeah, no, right. it's a great time. So our future looks very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, our future looks very good, and and uh, so so does everybody's future. I mean, there's a lot of work ahead, um, and uh, you know we're but uh, what a great team. I'm so happy to be at Mitsubishi and and work with so many incredibly talented and passionate people that are that are just completely engaged on uh, you know prosperous communities and 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 improving uh, personalized comfort. It's it's awesome. just so exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. So, so Dana, so I'm the contractor. I'm a, an installer. I'm a service guy. I'm the sales guy for a company. I'm going to be talking to the homeowner. What's the one thing I can tell them now about the IRA, about the rebates, about the tax credits? What's the one important piece of information that I can share with them that's going to help them? Because at the end of the day, that's who would want to help. Yeah, yeah. No, the, 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 uh, the pitch really should be, at, at least for this year, um, should really be on – um, you know, the, the local, you know, rebate incentives where they're applicable, but on the 25C tax credit, so 30% up to $2,000. If the consumer brings up, you know, elevated incentives coming from the federal government, oh, I'm going to get my $8,000, 
like those are really going to be geared towards low income homes. So if somebody, if, if you have a customer who's, you know, really low income homeowner and they're trying to figure out how they're going to afford it and they're, you know, receiving heating assistance or other things along those lines. Okay. There's a good argument that they might want to postpone until such time as, as uh, those rebates are announced, but they're going to be limited in their availability and they really are going to be to um, low incomes primarily. There may be some state programs that also roll them out to moderate incomes up to 150% of median income, but it's going to be very limited. I mean, like, you know, if you were to take the total category of everybody that would qualify for these, it'd be like 75% of the population. But really the incentives are such that, you know, you would pretty much, if you had the max incentive, you'd run run out of them um, relatively quickly. So the number of households that are going to be able to take advantage of those is going to be limited. Um, it's going to be super help for, for anybody that, that's able to, to receive it. But from a sales perspective for 2023, totally focus on the tax credits. You know, don't worry about those rebates. When we know what they look like, we are going to get that information out. No, no tax doubt. Credits. And we'll get that out. And uh, our area sales managers will get that out. Uh, the distributors will get that out. We'll get it to the contractors. So we'll be sharing it as we get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next. So anything else, Dana? Want any parting words? Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I think I want to just express how grateful I am. Uh, to all the hard work of the contractors that are out there. I know that, uh, you know, going out every day and figuring out how you're going to meet payroll and help people yeah. and, yes. and do quality work, um, that's a labor of love. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot to it. Um, and, and uh, you know, getting your guys trained up on new equipment and keeping up to date on all of these, you know, very complicated issues. Um, my hat's off to you. Uh, it's it's a lot of work. We we cannot do what we do without what you do. Absolutely, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, so so thank you so much for everything you do, and uh, just know that uh, we're thinking of you, and we're doing everything we can to assist in the things that make your life easier. All right. So thank you. So let's yeah. focus on the tax credits for this year. When we get more information, I'm sure Juan will have another show yes. on that as the information comes up. We'll probably have shows on the new refrigerants as things get finalized. Things so are moving, yeah. It's an exciting time to be in the business. Yeah, thanks so, so much for having no, me on. Thank really you for appreciate Dana, it. Welcome. Appreciate it. Big fan. This All is right. great. All yeah. right, yeah. everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next podcast. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you. All right, bye, everyone. Thanks, guys. Hasta bye. la vista, <laughs> baby. So, Dana, <laughs> is there is there a, a weather? Would you won't go sailing in? Like, oh, yeah. If you go sailing, it's, it's 20 degrees out. Well, you know, I, I've gotten a lot softer, so, you know, I mean, like, pretty much.